Coming up, our first podcast of 2024. We've made it to another year. Cousin Sal's next. This episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast is presented by State Farm. If you've ever been in an accident and you're okay, but you know what happened? Your first reaction is going to be, man, why did that happen? If you ever buy a new house or a new car or a new anything, there's this little rush you get when you're like, I did it. I made it happen. But really, the only words you need to remember are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to help choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. This episode is brought to you by Simply Safe. Make this summer the best one yet. Invest in a Simply Safe home security system. I have one. I love it. It's a great way to protect your home when you're not there. Um, you need one, especially during the summer. You know what burglars know? People go away during the summer. That's what happens. So when you're away, you want to make sure your place is protected. You want to make sure that you potentially have little camera things you can watch on your phone to see what, what's happening at your house, at your front door, inside. You deserve some peace of mind. Get it today with Simply Safe. Right now, get 20% off any new Simply Safe system with fast protect monitoring at simplysafe.com slash BS. There's no safe like Simply Safe. We're also brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network. I popped on the Ringer NBA show on Saturday morning because the Knicks and Raptors made a really fun old school NBA trade, a two for two. The big prizes were RJ Barrett and Emmanuel quickly going to Toronto and OG Ananobi finally getting traded to the Knicks. I broke it down with Justin Barrier and Rob Mahoney. We said we were going to go for 25 minutes. We went for 58. You can also watch it on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Bill Simmons. We're going to start putting up more stuff on that channel. One of my New Year's resolutions is to start messing around a little bit more with some instant reaction stuff on there. So uh, youtube.com slash Bill Simmons, Ringer NBA show. And then on this podcast, we have a, Kind of a weird schedule. Cousin Sal and I were taping this. It is um, 10 a.m. Monday morning. We're going to put it up as fast as we can. My next podcast on this feed will be Wednesday. We're taping that one Wednesday morning and then back to normal on Thursday. And then we'll go back to a normal schedule after that. I also have new rewatchables coming up. It's going to be tonight, I guess. Uh, me and Van Lathan and Charles Holmes breaking down one last movie from 1993. So that's everything I got for you. Uh, check out TheRinger.com, check out The Ringer Podcast Network, and check out our friends in 2024. Still our friends. Pro Jab! All right, Sal, our first podcast of 2024. Our first podcast on a Monday after NFL, I think in like four or five years. This feels weird. It felt weird to have all the games happen last night and then we weren't potting, but we're going to fight through this. I spent New Year's Eve with you. Yeah. So we tried We tried to literally save it for the pod and not talk about NFL. But Yes, um, bear with me. I'm five or six. Uh, we're going to be serious, honest, Coke Zeros, caffeine-free Coke Zeros in. So uh, I might be a little sluggish this morning. Yeah, you were you were wasted last night. I've never... South <laughs> <laughs> as a drink. Uh, all right, the big things that happened. I'm just going to rip these out. 
in order, and then we'll we'll go back and talk about them. Baltimore and San Francisco clinched one seeds, and that might be the only two good teams in the league. Mm-hmm. Buffalo versus Miami, week 18 for the two seed. If Buffalo loses and Pittsburgh wins, Buffalo's out. Buffalo could be the two seed. Buffalo could be out. I don't remember that scenario before. Miami might actually be fucked for the season. Philly, Casey, and Buffalo continue to be uninspiring. Do any Cowboy fans trust Mike McCarthy? Oh. The Pats lost a 2-3 pick tiebreaker to Washington right now, even though Washington beat them head-to-head. Still trying to figure that out. Pittsburgh, 9-3 and three in non-Trubisky games. Uh, Lamar won the MVP. Fields locked down the Bears' QB job, it seems like. We got the NFC South quagmire we deserved, and I officially want Bill Belichick to come back. Those are my takeaways from, really? from week oh, 17. Oh, I'm so interested in the last one. Now. Yeah, yeah. So okay. We'll go backwards. All right. um, Balton, San Francisco, the only two teams. Disagree or agree? Yeah, I was great. I was trying to figure out which two teams are peaking, right? We always talk about what what it, or which teams are peaking. Ravens are peaking. I'm not sure if anybody else is. Maybe the Rams, even though they didn't look great yesterday either. Mm. But I think you're right. I would sign off on one team in each conference at this point. Yeah, I mean, that you feel good about. The thing with the Rams... Their special teams yeah. has now we've watched we they cost them the Baltimore game in OT. They almost cost them the Giants game yesterday. Their kicker's terrible. They might have to waive him this weekend. And every year we have that team that looks awesome on paper that we really like. We're like, oh, dot dot dot, except for the special teams. And I actually think their special teams are bad enough that it makes me afraid to bet on them, you know, as a live dog in round one. Don't you agree? I agree. And, I, you know, I don't know if that Gunner moment was exciting for you when he returns a touchdown. I know the Giants fans. He was terrible. Patriot. Yeah. Well, he was a great. He's the best giant right now. Mm. Uh, I think they're trying to figure out if he lives with his parents or if there's any Italian thing or any <laughs> any kind of thing they could uh, attach to him. But, yeah, you're right. The Rams, that was a little scary. I thought that game was going to be tough for them. But um, uh, yeah. once they had it in hand, I thought like, oh man, why do they keep letting this Giants team back in? But um, that, that's a team I still don't think you want to play in the playoffs. Couldn't agree more. Good QB, good running back, two good receivers. They're always going to be able to move the ball. Even if you're up on a touchdown on them in the fourth quarter, they'll still be able to get a play. Their offensive line looked a little shaky right. yesterday, which uh, I thought was worrisome. So the recipe for them is they might suck in and then in the in when we get to the playoffs, it's like, oh, they're not doing any of the little things and Stafford's getting hit and then you feel like an idiot. Um, Buffalo, Miami for the two seed. This is an unbelievable scenario because yeah. uh, Baltimore killed Miami. Like really like absolutely lambasted them. Like if, that, if they played that game 10 times, Baltimore's winning all 10. Mm. But at the end of the game, Bradley Chubb gets hurt. Right. And, you know, they they had already lost their best pass rusher earlier in the season. Now they lose him. And you're looking at this kind of semi-carcass of a Dolphins team that they'll have Waddle back for the playoffs. They'll be able to throw the ball. Most of them, I'm sure, will be healthy. But that defense that was really promising and at least, you know, midway through the season, I just, that's a team I'd want to play now in the playoffs, right? Yeah, I'm a jackass. That was my best bet of the week. Um, I, I don't know why I was just like, oh, the Ravens going to let down. They've done it five times before they've let down in games like this. It was an emotional, physical game against the 49ers and they just walloped them well, really worse than they did the 49ers. Even I don't know if we're giving not giving the Ravens enough credit, like their receivers are super, super fast. Like, yeah, you, you might even compare they finally them to did it. the Dolphins. They really, they really got in there and, uh, 
you know, like you said, Lamar, the MVP, but Miami was soft, so soft defensively. And you said like at the end of the game, Chubb, you know, there's his ACL. Now it's like the end of the game is an hour and a half before. Like, why the hell is anybody in that game? Like, all right, Right. prepare for the Bills the following week. But the other thing is there were about 27 touchdowns down between Mostert and Waddle being out, which I should have probably uh, weighed more heavily in my analysis mm. going into the game. But uh, I don't know. I, you're, you're right. That's, um, you know, I, I know different conferences, but I'd rather play the, like the Dolphins and the Rams at, at this point. Yeah. Well, the, the Baltimore has this incredible couple week stretch here yeah. where they look great against San Francisco. They look even better against Miami and they look as explosive as Miami was earlier in the year. What's weird is when they lost Mitchell, when he went out for the year, I yeah. I was thinking like, well, they're going to, they have no explosive running backs at all. Instead, Justice Hill looked like he was Marshall Falk in 1999 and he's doing wheel routes and screen passes and just bursting through. And they, they, they really didn't lo- lose anything. Zay Flowers emerging. Um, there's some, some kind of stealth. Wilds texted this to me. Some stealth Ewing theory potential with Mark Andrews mm, going out. Right. Because... Likely he's just a little more athletic. Andrew, maybe he relied on Andrews a tiny bit too much, but the receiver, there just seems like there's fast dudes going everywhere now. And Lamar's in the zone. This is, Lamar's not a guy who's had a lot of playoff success. This feels like it's his best chance. You're going to have to go to Baltimore to beat them. At the same time, this is the type of team that in 12 degree weather, you're still going to have to ground and pound it a little bit, and move the ball. Right. He's good at that, but I'm still a little interested in what happens with the running game, but they seem healthy. Um, you know, I I was just really impressed. The, the game was over. It was one of those. This game is over. Fifteen right. minutes into the game, you're like, oh, this is over. I don't really need to monitor this anymore. Well, they're up. Dolphins were up seven nothing, and I was like, aha, you see, this Ravens yeah. team didn't show up, and uh, and then the, they just poured it on, boy, getting behind D backs and everything they they had to do. I think the only reason you would, wouldn't say is this game is over is because they've blown so many, you know, ten point True. leads, twelve point leads. But uh, from a gambler's standpoint, I don't think we've ever seen anything like this with the MVP odds. Like we talked about it in the morning on Ring of Wise Guys. Like Lamar was minus 200. Like, oh, there's just no value in that. He's minus 9,000 now. They're like an hour and a half into the game, he was minus 9,000. So lost opportunity there. Can we talk about the MVP really quickly? Yeah. So Lamar is like, he's going to win. And, you know, it's he's peaking at the perfect time. And I would certainly vote for him. I think it's interesting you mentioned like he's a minus 9,000 favorite. It's a little ridiculous because the Purdy piece is closer than I think right. people realize. Like I, I did like a breakdown. Wins, Lamar is 13, Purdy is 12. Head-to-head, Lamar beat him. So you got those two. And then rushing yards, Lamar's rushed for 851 and five TDs. Purdy's at like 134, two TDs. That's fine. So Lamar has all those. Passing yards, Lamar's 14th, Purdy's second. He's, he's got almost 600. He's got exactly 600 more passing yards. Touchdowns, Lamar's 11th. Purdy's second. He's got eight more touchdown passes. Yards per attempt, Lamar's 8.0. Purdy's 9.6. Turnovers, if it's interceptions and fumbles, 13 versus 13. Lamar's been sacked nine more times. Purdy's QBR is 7.4 higher. Mm. His QB rating is 10.3 higher. Lamar's best wins were Niners, Detroit, Rams, Miami. Purdy's best wins were Dallas, Jacksonville, Rams, Philly. I still think Lamar should win, but I also think it's way closer than than minus nine thousand. That's absurd. 
You're right. And I think the minus 9,000 is just based on, okay, who's going to vote for who at this point? No one's going to vote Purdy over Lamar. So that's why it's minus 9,000. But you're absolutely right. And this was the year that a running back or a receiver could have stepped up and stolen it. McCaffrey and Tyreek Hill didn't help their cause yesterday. Yeah. But the numbers are not spectacular. Raheem on Ringo Wise Guys pointed out Lamar's over under for touchdown passes was 24 and a half. He had 19 going into yesterday. All right, he's right, all so caught he's up at 24. Now, but he's, right. he's really just done what you would expect of him. He's had a par season for Lamar Jackson. Like there's no quarterback with 36 touchdowns and four interceptions. That's a runaway this year. So, but the narrative has led us to this point where they beat up on the 49ers, they beat up on the Dolphins. There's no one else to give it to. Yeah, and his best wins were loud wins, which I yeah. think really helped him. I mean, the McCaffrey case, he's the only guy over 2,000 yards from scrimmage. He's got 266 more than Lamb, who's the next number two guy. Yeah, um, He's got 350 more rushing yards than anyone else in the league. Kyron Williams is second. He's 5.4 yards per attempt, which is first for running backs. He's fourth for rushing TDs. Um, he also has the 567 receiving yards and seven TDs. I mean, He's having an awesome season. Yeah. But I think Lamar's last two wins were so loud, he has to get it. I'm fine. I'll make a, I'll make but, a very, very quick, selfish claim for uh, C.D. Lamb. I think, and I know his numbers are not as grand as McCaffrey's or Tyreek Hill's, but uh, Cowboys, I think, win six games without that guy. That's been an, another interesting piece of this season is that we had this whole moment where Tyreek Hill, he's definitely 100% the best, yeah. best receiver in the league. Then it was, oh, A.J. Brown, look what he's doing. It's kind of close between those two. C.D. Lamb stats are unbelievable. I mean, yeah. if you guys actually needed the game this weekend, he would, you know, have a chance to finish with 1,900 <laughs> rushing yards. And he was awesome in that Lions game. It actually felt like yeah. he could have had 300 yards if they just kept throwing to him. But it's funny, like that pick, they made it, and it was like, oh, classic Cowboys the, the sexy pick they couldn't resist. They needed yeah. so many other things and then turns out to be this incredible pick. Are you, if you're in fantasy bidding on Tyreek Hill and you're in the high 30s and you lose out to somebody, but C.D. Lamb is on the board, you're like, you're not that bummed out, right? Like between the, the two of them? No. Like that's, he's, a, he's a phenomenal. I, you know, Dak gets some, tries to get him killed sometimes, thrown over the middle. But yeah. aside from that, he is a, a monster receiver. And he had to be this year because the running game is not there. I don't know when you want to talk about the Cowboys, but uh, just a, just kind of a weird team this year, for sure. Let's do it now. So you, right. you beat you beat, uh, you beat Detroit. That's all you need and to say. Yeah. It's a classic Cowboys win where you just feel terrible after the game. <laughs> You're just like, wow, I feel awful. There's this massive officiating controversy. <laughs> and uh, and you leave the game. McCarthy, who uh, I in the last three minutes, we've talked about it. I think almost every week you've had a close game. There's at least one thing where you go, what the fuck are they doing? I think he might lead the league in what the fuck are they doing um, moments this season. Second down, they only have one timeout left. You have the ball. Um, it's under two minutes. And all of a sudden, Dak's throwing this like 40-yard lollipop pass oh, that isn't geez. even in bounds. It's out of bounds. And he just gives the Lions 40 more seconds. And it was yeah. just inexplicable. And of course, the Lions come down and they managed to score within the last 30 seconds. 
And somehow it became a terrible loss for Detroit, but also kind of a terrible win for Dallas. I just, you can't feel good about that. No, right? no way I felt good. And remember the Rams had a get back guy, like when McVay would you know run on the sidelines and his this guy's sole job was to hold Sean McVay like by the hips and make sure he doesn't go on the field. Like I think with two and a half minutes left in the close game, the Cowboys should get a, uh, have a get back in your car guy for, for, for <laughs> McCarthy. Like he's really just, uh, he's great when we're winning by 17. It's fine. The yeah. play calling's all there. But you know, what the hell was that? Like really calling for a Hail Mary on second down when we're supposed to be killing clock and then all that officiating. Like none of it matters if, uh, if he does the right thing there. So, um, I, I, yeah, that's disgusting. We don't really have a running game, which is bad, which puts more pressure on Dak. Um, you know, uh, uh, C.D. Lamb has to be great. We have a bunch of ball hawkers on defense, which is great. But it's kind of like the same thing. I don't love this team. I would rather have the Lions team, actually, going forward than the Cowboys. Maybe not the way everything's seeded right now. But in terms of this year, like, you want a team that's running the ball in January. And yeah. co coach is not going to fuck everything up. Well, the funny thing is, you, if you get the two seed, yeah, you at least have uh, the first two games at home. And, it, you know, the way you've played at home this year, you got to feel better about that. It it was for the Lions. I think it could have been a really important golf game mm -hmm. because, you know, he had his couple classic terrible golf moments in the first two and a half hours of that game, but he did lead them down for the big drive at the end. Sure. They score and the two-point conversion worked, you know, which you knew they were going to do from the moment they were, you know, dri driving within inside the 20. But, um, I did. I didn't think from the seven yard line they would go for there. I don't know. I mean, what, well, that what, but that what, was what, the second inexplicable decision. Right. Like that. That what's Dan Campbell trying to do at that point? He's like, it reminded me of my son when my son gets when my son was like seven and would get mad if something didn't right. go his way and he would just storm <laughs> off and do something crazy. Dan Campbell's like, well, I'm gonna go for it from the seven. Fuck you guys. We'll, like, we'll take three more doing? false starts. We'll do it from the twenty five if we have to. Yeah. They, I, I was I was on Twitter and. uh our guy, Seth Walder, who does the analytics, he, and sometimes it'd be like, even though they didn't get it, that was the right decision. It always makes right. me mad. And that one, he's <laughs> like, that was the wrong decision. He decreased their chances by minus 13%. <laughs> it was like minus 13%. Yeah, he, tangible. He gets a little pass, right? Because everyone feels bad for him because the official screwed up. But that was a, that was a weird thing going forward. And let me just say this. The officials did screw up, but... When yeah. your goal is to ambush the ref with three linemen who one yeah. of them checked in the same way multiple times, you're creating trickery and you trick the wrong idiots. You trick both idiots, the Cowboys and the refs. But let me just, I haven't heard anyone that, that, explain by the this. Way, this is an unbelievable defense by you. I love it. Yeah, you're but like, you, you're like, maybe it's the Lions' fault. I'm, I'm actually with you. They tricked the refs. Yeah. Kind of on them. Make it's like it a you got more one guy sprinting off the sideline who's checked in the same way before. You got another guy not saying a word. That's the guy who's supposed to be eligible. And you got yeah. the other guy, the third guy, who's saying, hey, he's supposed to be eligible. And the ref is supposed to figure out the ref who's they, they screw everything up. They're supposed yeah. to figure this out six seconds before the ball is snapped. And I'm going to take it another. This is one thing I haven't heard. They announce over the PA system who's eligible, right? Yeah. So when the Cowboys here, number 70 is eligible. You know, he's checking in as eligible. They're not covering 68. They're like, who is this clown, right? Right. And you even see the Cowboys players after the play is like, hey, where'd this guy come from? You know, we have our eyes on 70 who's lined up as a guard or a tackle for some reason. Why would we cover 68? So I don't know. I, I get it. Lions fans are pissed off. And by the way, 
they're they are insufferable Lions fans. There's a reason God doesn't let them. Yeah, you win can't. Games. I yeah, I'm no. gonna defend them. They've had the they've had the worst care. run of anyone. I don't care. You got to carry they have, yourself. They with don't grace. even have happy, happy, fond memories of terrible losses. They've had no important. That's games. fine, but don't take it out on me. You got to have grace and dignity, like you and I do, rooting for our uh, yeah, story franchise. So much grace and dignity over exactly. there. Exactly. <laughs> One of my favorite things about the Lions, the whole thing was they were like, "Look, we told the refs before the game to be yeah. ready for this." So yeah. three and a half hours later at a nationally televised game where 700 million things are happening. Right. And these guys are just so terrified to get anything wrong because the moment they get anything wrong, it's on Twitter, it's on YouTube. They, people are Googling their where they live and all this crazy shit. And they're just mm -hmm. focused on, and it's like, oh yeah, Dan Campbell told me that three. I can't remember what my wife told me like 40 minutes ago. Yeah. And these guys are going to remember this from, oh, yeah, in the pregame warmups, Dan Campbell mentioned to look out for our 7068 right. switch. Yeah. Maybe the there's 30. Th what if he told them 30 different things they're going to do? They're supposed to remember all of them. And that's from both teams. Like, I, I don't know. How about they, this? Maybe, yeah. maybe run a more normal two point play. You're just gashed down the field. The Cowboys couldn't stop you. Maybe, maybe yeah. just like, or, or just throw to Laporta. Why do you have to do like the all time trick play? Right. Um, exactly. That's it. We did it. We defended okay. your, I feel your terrible I win. I feel better. I feel better. Now. Um, Great. The weirdest thing about the Cowboys season is that Pollard, who was going for high 50s yeah. in fantasy drafts, and just seems like he... The, it, I said this on uh, when we did the Ringer NBA show about the Quickly podcast. So the Raptors trade... Uh, see, I brought an NBA. Oh, nice. The Raptors trade for Quickly, and it's like, look at his stats. So my, you prorate that to 35 minutes a game, and you get... And it's like, okay, well... Half of those stats were coming against the other team's bench. Um, mm -hmm. He got to play 25 minutes and really focus. Now he has to play 35 and carry the load of the game. And the same thing with Pollard. Like, he was change of pace. You know, Zeke's getting these hard yards that, and Pollard can come in. They can throw a screen. But now that you're the guy, he just hasn't seen the same. Yeah, I, I, did, I, I was hoping not to be as jealous of the Zeke Elliott Patriots touchdowns as I was this year, but they mm. definitely miss him down low. And, the, you know, he suffered a substantial leg injury in that 49ers game, and it slowed him down, I don't know, 25 30%. He definitely doesn't seem to have that burst. Like, that Doddle guy will probably start when he comes back. Well, the big question, do you trust Mike McCarthy? <laughs> what is that? A trouble? With what? <laughs> no, do you I don't trust, trust him. Do you trust Mike McCarthy? Oh, do I trust him? No. <laughs> but do you trust, trust Mike McCarthy? <laughs> I want uh, Jimmy. They, here's the other thing. I, I, I don't believe in superstitious stuff, but wouldn't it be nice if this Jimmy Johnson, if that one last exclamation of how about them Cowboys lifted the curse, mm. we get we get the refs all on our side for, to end the game. We get a miraculous Cardinals win. They have no business winning in Philadelphia. Uh, yesterday, maybe, maybe it's all coming together despite having the most inefficient NFL coach in uh, the last two decades. The internet got very conspiracy-ish after this and like, oh, they rigged it for the Cowboys and all this stuff. Yeah. Um, I just think the refs, have, they're incompetent every week. I think it's really hard to officiate. I think mm -hmm. they're terrified because there's so many checks and balances now. Um, right. And I, I just think they make the, we watch it every weekend. They make mistakes constantly in every game we watch. And uh, I do, do not believe, like there, if I came home last night from New Year's and Murph had taken a shit in my office, like there's no conspiracy. He's just a dumbass. Right, right. And right. I, I think we, I think we give the NFL refs a little too much credit. It's I'm a with hard you. job. 
I, I, exactly I mean, we saw agree. a guy trip Lamar Jackson last week. He couldn't get out of the way. He fell down and tripped him in the end. Zone. Listen, this is not just the NFL. We hate refs in every sport, maybe not yeah. hockey. So it's either it's a hard job or this is a huge conspiracy against the fans for no reason. Yeah. They're following some script where they're allegedly getting paid all this money. But yeah, yeah. I bet if we went and visited a bunch of retired refs, they're not living in giant mansions in Hawaii. They're exactly. probably living in like Arizona saving taxes. Yeah. Um, all right, lots more to discuss. We'll take a break. This episode is brought to you by Simply Safe. Summer is all about fun vacations, but I know that being away from home can be stressful. So many things can happen. That's why I like to recommend Simply Safe, award-winning security that can help give you peace of mind when you're away. The only thing you should worry about while you're on vacation is having too much fun. Having my home, it's great. Couldn't work better. I think Simply Safe is the best because it comes with a variety of indoor and outdoor cameras. Sensors to detect break-ins, fires, floods, and more. It's backed by 24-7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day. It's given me, my family, many others, real peace of mind. I'm waiting to have it too. Try it out. A 60-day money-back guarantee. No contracts right now. Get 20% off any Simply Safe system with fast protect monitoring at simplysafe.com slash BS. That is Simply Safe with two S. Simplysafe.com slash BS. There's no safe. Like simply say, this episode of the Bill Simmons podcast is presented by State Farm. If you ever been in an accident and you're okay, but you know what happened? Your first reaction is going to be, man, why did that happen? If you ever buy a new house or a new car or a new anything, there's this little rush you get when you're like, I did it. I made it happen. But really, the only words you need to remember are like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to help choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. Coming back, going through my list of the big things that happened, Philly, KC, and Buffalo continue to be uninspiring to me. Philly, that loss was one of the most abysmal things. Like, did Matt Patricia being brought in as the defensive yeah. coordinator and making the defense worse is one of the funniest predictable things that's ever happened. My Eagle fan friends are out of their mind. I don't think in any sport there's a more upset fan base than the Eagles fans right now. They're so pissed. They got roped in. And Arizona, you know, I don't know how many people watch the game. It's New Year's Eve. But Arizona, like, fucking spanked them. Yeah, they they had the ball for 40 minutes. They did whatever they wanted. They got any third down they wanted. They got any play they wanted. James Conner was just running through them. Uh, Philly is the worst linebackers, I think, in either conference. And it just was, it, the Eagle fans were out of their mind booing. Dude, yeah. like you, you can rarely do you hear the boos kind of flowing out of the TV. Mm-hmm. But that was one of those where they, they were just so pissed off. It was like Silver Linings Playbook. It was hilarious. <laughs> well, let me just say this in their defense. They had to get those boos out on December 31st. They have to meet a quota. It's kind of like if you get oh, true. Sil silver status on an airline, yeah, yeah. you got to take these weird flights on <laughs> December 28th. So they had to get that out of their system. Yeah. But they had a good reason to. I mean, that you're right with the Patricia stuff. And they had, what, 221 yards rushing. They got gouged. That wasn't just like... It wasn't a 90-yard Kyler Murray scamper in there. They got gouged all day on the ground to a point where when the Cardinals are driving with like three minutes left to take the lead, they're running the ball. 
When yeah. do you ever see that? You see no. the team that's down has to pass. Like, yeah, we'll run on first down and maybe even on third down. So, uh, yeah, they, I, I, you know, we'll talk about the Chiefs too, but Eagles, Chiefs, two Super Bowl teams, not sure they win a playoff game, honestly. Yeah. The, uh, the James Conner and Kyron Williams deciding fantasy leagues was pretty funny. Um, oh, yeah. 16. I, ben Solak did a really good piece for The Ringer about the, uh, the weekend's games, but was pointing out some of the Eagles stuff where Hassan Reddick was just over and over again in pass coverage. Yeah, um, right. They had no pass rush, but somehow it designed a defense where their best pass rusher was going backwards. It's weird because they're, they're front, at least their front, like, let's say front five because their linebackers suck. Mm-hmm. But you would think there would be some way to just leverage that and have those guys pushing the offensive line backwards in some way. But they they, they don't even get that. And then the uh, there's a, I we said this last week. There's no flow to their offense. No, it's it's just this kind of disjointed. And then there's a play. All, both receivers seem unhappy. Hurt seems unhappy. Everyone mm-hmm. seems unhappy. If um, you had to pick like three quarterbacks that in, in like a month you found out played with a hairline fracture in their shoulder. Oh, Hertz will be one. He might be all yeah. three. Yeah. Yeah. He would he, he would be the heavy, heavy favorite of like hairline fracture or he had uh, a hairline fracture in his shin. Right. Yeah. Or, Somewhere or there's a hairline fracture. Or yeah. he had actually a torn MCL and played with it. I'd believe any Hertz injury. KC wins by eight, somehow covers. That's Ridiculous. the worst cover of the week. Over and over again, just couldn't get it done in third down. Kelsey is getting slower every week. Mm-hmm. It's Kelsey's hit the point where I'm surprised when he has a catch. Yeah. He had a catch on the sideline yesterday for a first down in the second half. I was like, oh, Kelsey. Didn't, like the other tight end seems like more of a threat. 84 going downfield. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what's his name? Watson? Right. Oh, oh, oh uh, uh, yeah, no, not what Watson. Uh, whatever eighty four's name is. Yeah, he he beat somebody down the field on like a nice little pretended he was going to do a button hook and slipped it, but like Kelsey can't even do that anymore. Um, they'll get like three Rasheed Rice plays, but for the most part, uh, they just they can't move the ball. Noah Gray, right? Is that Noah, Noah Gray, Gray, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, it used to be like, even I used to be like last year, two years ago. Like, how does Kelsey get open every play? And now, right? Like, like, oh, come on. It's a tight end. Yeah, why like, why he, don't they triple Kelsey? Right. Like, nobody right, gets just open. take him out. No, now it's like, how is he ever getting open, this guy? And uh, it's really, really strange to see. And they still drop balls. And I, I don't know why they're not just signing like the Julian Edelmans of the world. Like, just get a couple guys who can catch and help Mahomes this out. This happened in the past. The it's, it's really hard to find receivers, especially midseason. Is it? Like, we had that like Chris Hogan just running around. He was like two years washed up. But going into the year, would you have liked the Texans receivers? Would you have liked, um, I don't know, there are yeah. teams in the top 12 that are like even the ja- or Jaguars have Ridley, but they're like a top 10 or 12. Like, I, I don't know. It's very strange what we're watching with the Kansas City. Well, the other thing is their defense isn't that good anymore. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, well, they, they've never had a defense like this. It's like their defense isn't that good. People are going up and down on them. And usually when, when, uh, something good happens for them. It's usually some sort of fuck up on the other team. Chris Jones, who was I, probably the best defensive player in the league last year, at least the best defensive lineman. And you never hear his name in the same right. way during the games. He might just be getting double teamed because they don't have to worry about anybody else. But um, I just don't think they look good. And I, to me, they're a classic bet against that team in round one. We're going to go through the playoff matchups later. The other one is Buffalo. And it was funny that halftime that horrendous NBC halftime show at the uh, during the Sunday night game. And mm-hmm. they're like, uh, 
who do you like heading into the playoffs? And they go to Garrett first. And he's like, I like Buffalo. Um, I think Buffalo has found their swagger. What? And it was like, did you fucking watch the Pats almost beat Buffalo with two missed field goals and I'm four sure turnovers? Didn't. I'm sure he Three didn't. of which were just like unforced error turnovers. And Allen could do jack shit for most of the game. And it's like, I, I actually don't know how the Pats didn't win that game because they they kind of outplayed Buffalo in a lot of ways. And he's like, they've got their swagger back. It's like, what fucking games are you watching, dude? Must win at home. What? Two touchdown favorite by the time it kicked off. Uh, it, it, it almost, we turned the ball th- over three times in the first four yeah. minutes of, of I, I think action. you had four. Didn't you have four in the first half? In the, oh, yeah. yeah. I almost took the lead in the first ha- at, at halftime. But uh, I, I think part of it is, though, the Belichick loves And we talked about this last week. He loves to spoil a role. I, oh, I think yeah. he's like, he's like, oh my God, why did I bother with these six Super Bowls? This is so much more fun. Right. Just being a, the, the week yeah. 17 prick. Look at these freezing mess. fans dry, uh, like diving through, uh, yeah. you know, tables that are on fire. I'm going to send them home upset. And he almost did. It was so close. Buffalo, I Philly, Casey and Buffalo. I just don't see it. And we've, we've been surprised as we head into the playoffs, but I don't think there's a foundation for any of those teams to actually win three weeks in a row and get to a Super Bowl. Well, forget forget Philly, though. So then who the hell, who do you have challenging Baltimore then? If it's not Casey You know what I realized Buffalo? yesterday? And, and a lot of times I zag and I try to come up with like the sleeper and the what. I really think we're going to end up with Baltimore and San Francisco. Yeah. I think they're elevated above everybody else on both ends. And they, you know, somebody, I read somebody last week. I apologize to whoever made this point because I would love to credit you for it, and I can't remember who said it. Baltimore and San Francisco feel like the only two teams that can win any type of game, mm-hmm. right? So if it's 10 degrees, I, at least I, I, we haven't seen it in the playoffs, but at least I know Lamar can create some plays in the ground, and, and in theory, he should be able to win the 22 to 17 bad weather, you know, fan, they cut to the fans, they're wearing like the, Whatever. Right. In theory, he should be able to win one of those games. He just hasn't done it yet. And then San Francisco, they can run the ball, do these bubble screens. The only thing they really can't do is play from behind. Mm-hmm. I don't trust anybody else. Even your stupid team. Like, wow. yeah, you get a lot of turnovers. You get this ball hawk stuff. But just in terms of just stopping somebody from long drives, I'm not sure you can do it. I mean, you talk about linebackers that are soft. I, I don't want to get into it, but that second level is just... Not there. Yeah. Not there at all. I mean, we saw Laporta crush him. You're right. Laporta should have caught that winning two-point conversion because he got everything else and that soft defense. But I'm looking on FanDuel, Ravens 49ers, plus 376. You could do a lot worse than that. Well, you can't do a lot worse than 376 because those are the two favorites. But um, could be a winner. I'm embarrassed and somewhat mortified to tell you the bet that I almost made um, before bet. this week. Uh, that I backed off of. Do they have the Super Bowl matchups up yet on FanDuel? I've been just uh, picking the conference winners. Oh, yeah, you got to do the up. conference of each one. Um, Browns, 49ers. Oh, wow. 34 to 1. Oh, yeah, the that, Browns, that's right. The, the, the Browns are the, the Browns. only team. Yeah, the Browns are the team. That I could see going into Baltimore. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to play it out of my head. I Kyle already turned on the TikTok camera. I don't even feel great about this. Um, Flacco going against his old team. Yeah. They have the kind of defense that's fast and 
could at least kind of hang with the speed of the Ravens. Flacco throwing a couple of those ridiculous Flacco 40-yard passes that either Cooper catches or they get a flag, running the ball a little bit on them. Um, They get the lead early. The Ravens fans get nervous, like, oh my God, is this going to happen to us again with Lamar in January? And then it's like 10-7 Browns in the third quarter, and then they get like the tipped interception, and then now it's 13 I, there's a, there's a, that's the only team I could see going into Baltimore and actually hanging with them. Yeah. I don't disagree. I, I do want to bet Flacco like one or two playoff games, but this would probably be a semifinal matchup, right? This would probably be a second week. This, is this like the Ravens' first opponent? So they would have to, the Browns are in the four or five, and I think the Browns are going to beat whoever that AFC South team is. I just do. I think they're going to beat them. So it could be your second round matchup. It could be Cleveland at Baltimore. Then it's like, oh my God, Baltimore, they haven't played a meaningful game in three weeks. And now you have this hungry Browns team that's got the speed from the week before. I think the Browns are are good. Listen, let's not just talk about I think they're legitimately good. Let's do it. I I do think Flacco's going to have a game. Are we in? We're doing 34 to 1? Yeah, why not? I'm going to do I like the other one too, Ravens uh, 49ers, but why not 34 to 1? I think Flacco's going to have a game where he's too aggressive and and throws a bad pick eventually. But 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 here's the thing with the Browns. They've built in the Flacco two picks into their offense. They're just Mm -hmm. like, he's going to have two of them. We're good with it. Like, But we're going to keep challenging teams. We're going to keep throwing downfield and the seesaw is going to tilt our way because we're going to make like five big plays. Yep. And you'll get two back, but it'll be 35 yards down the field. Yeah. But the way Njoku is, t- like Njoku's probably a top three tight end in the league right now. This is the healthiest and best he's ever been. And Cooper, you had Cooper. Cooper yeah. makes plays. Elijah Moore's been, I think, a pretty decent second guy for them. And they've been able to still run the ball. And like we just in our photo out fantasy league, our buddy Hench wins our vote out fantasy league. He lost Chubb in the first half of week one and he mm-hmm. lost Burrow six weeks ago. And it's just like next man up. Like this team lost Chubb an hour into the season. Mm-hmm. And I think they have the best chance to beat Baltimore. And that's probably why Stefanski is minus 950 to win the coach he of the should year. Be. How does he not win? Yeah. And that, by the way, like I, I just don't know how Flacco doesn't win come back as the player of the year. <laughs> like I, I, you know, I know Hamlin's probably going to win, but this Flacco comeback of the year for him, this is one of the great football comebacks we've had in the 21st century. Mm-hmm. This guy was done as a as a good quarterback four years ago. Right. We were betting against him over and over again. He came back in, and he's as good as he was during the 2012-13, whatever year that was when they won the Super Bowl. I think he's been lights out and he's completely rejuvenated their team. I feel bad about this. I, I know we're supposed to pick Hamlin and, you know, uh, it was a huge football story, but he played a cup. He was in a couple plays and I think he got flagged for a couple plays. So it probably has to be a little more than just stepping on the field, right? This is such an amorphous award. You could come back from injury. You could come back from just right. sucking if you like Baker or whatever, or you could come back from, um, never, you know, walking again. And uh, that that's what it was like looking like for Hamlin. But Flacco at plus 105 should be the pick. There should be, maybe they need to just have this extra award they give out every year. Almost like when the Oscars do that, uh, that special Oscar award. Humanitarian or kind of. When they do like the guy that never won as a director. And then it's right. like, hey, we've given you an Oscar. 
Hamlin should win that award or Flacco. One of those guys, both of those guys should win awards for this season. Hamlin, it's amazing. He came back. Here's some award. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's come back for the year or whatever. But Flacco gets something. You have to get something for literally being out of the league and being somebody that nobody took seriously as a starting quarterback since like 2018. Right. And now you have the best chance to beat Baltimore and Baltimore, who is a prohibitive favorite in the conference. So, right. um, that's my Flacco take. Wait, I have a couple other things. Pittsburgh. I think you could make a case that's another team that could give Baltimore a good game in Baltimore. Pittsburgh, in games that Mitch Trubisky didn't play at least half of, mm. is nine and three. So the non-Trubisky Steelers nine and three. Rudolph, I actually, I gotta say, like, I think this goes on Tomlin's legacy that he had Mason Rudolph and Trubisky on his team for the last two years and each time picked Trubisky in any situation over Mason Rudolph, who isn't just clearly better, he's like markedly, noticeably, unquestionably better in every respect and the team responds to him and he's not afraid. And I I had Pittsburgh as my big sleeper before the year and somehow their best quarterback didn't play until week 14 because he's better than Pickett too. Right. Yeah. I mean, a lot of those games were picking and that, that's why I'm so confused with Tomlin. Do we, how much praise do we want to give him? I mean, 17 years, whatever this has been over 500 is remarkable. And this might be the, mo- the most remarkable of all the years because those first 11 weeks, they were yeah. outgained offensively. Right. But a lot of that is his fault. You can blame Matt Canada. But yeah, figure out who your best quarterback is, who I think what you said, who they respond to most is the biggest uh, thing, right? Because you're not going to get like a right. four touchdown game probably at a Mason Rudolph. But it seems like the team overall is responding to the running game is so much better now. Najee Harris came back from... Uh, they, know, it looked awesome. You, you yeah, they ran the ball down their team. throats. I yeah. did. But um, but yeah, I, I don't know what to think with this. Uh, I like that they're playing that Saturday game too. We'll get to it. The Steelers, if they don't make the playoffs, will be easily the best team that didn't make the playoffs. Yeah, well, they'll, so, they'll be the 10-win team that's out, right? We talked about the, well, likely if they win on Saturday. Here's the thing. If Buffalo loses to this Miami team, yeah, Pittsburgh should be in the playoffs over them. Because right. how does Buffalo not beat Miami without their two best pass rushers? Like, that's ridiculous. That would be one of the worst losses. Now, could Miami just throw the ball all over the place on them and torch them and do that mm-hmm. do that whole thing? Maybe. Um, we have a bunch of really unthreatening wild cards. And you and I have vacillated on whether we like seven playoff teams in each conference or not. Because the plus side, more gambling for us. Two more games. Sure. The downside, we might have Seattle in the playoffs. We might have Indianapolis, Tampa mm-hmm. Bay, Houston. The terrible, uh, pathetic Falcons team. Oh, God. There's some teams alive for six, seven seeds that I don't want to watch anymore this season. And, yeah. Uh, and, and seven feels a little heavy this year. I go back and forth with this, too, because we want someone to bet against, right, in the playoffs, right? So yeah. you think that seventh seed opens it up. I would love Indianapolis to go to, um, would it be Buffalo? I think right. I think that's a good pick for us if we go Buffalo in that spot. But are they worthy? Probably not. I don't, I don't think that. Yeah, if, I, if Indy goes to Buffalo, then Buffalo is just in a tease, even though right. I don't love Buffalo. Yeah. Seattle, they kind of stink. Like, yeah. I, I, you know, they just got ran on all over the place. Pittsburgh just bully balled them in the worst possible way. And that is not a playoff team. Tampa, 
just a humiliating effort against the Saints. Now there, there was, I ignored it. I ended up, I stayed away from them for million dollar picks and then got, for some reason, bet them yesterday. Rat I, I don't even know how that happened. The rat, Total rat lines. Line. So much it went to minus two and a half and I'm like, oh, um, stupid. Yeah. They did nothing. That, that was another game that was over in a half hour and mm-hmm. you knew it was over when they had this 99 yard drive, the Bucks, that included Carr chucks it down the middle. Right. And Juwan Johnson makes one of the best catches all season, like jumping out fingertips and then does a flip and somehow keeps the ball. And it was like, all right, the Saints are winning. Yeah, as soon as Carr completes like a 20-yard pass, you should check the live line. Like, all right, this um, the, the stars are aligning. Yeah. For they Derek couldn't Carver force any pressure on him at all. Houston has Stroud back and um, with their pass rush, but it, they just seem like the good, bad team to me. And then Atlanta's a joke, but somehow maybe two of those teams are going to be in the playoffs. Well, can I... Can I uh... I don't want to talk bad about them because right now my team would probably play them if they got the two seed. But the Packers, it's such an underreported storyline, I think. Like the Packers, if they made the playoffs without Rodgers. Like why aren't people screaming about this? Uh, and why the hell did I take the Vikings last night is another question. Mm. But Jordan Love. Well, you didn't know that BYU quarterback was probably the worst starting quarterback <laughs> Jaron the Hall. season. Yeah, I oh, my too God. Much, he was awful. Too much support. But, well, the other thing I did is, I, and this has got to be a resolution for us. I can't read into stupid shit. When Jair Alexander is suspended yeah. for coming out for the coin toss. I thought the same thing. They're Maybe already, not like the Packers. It's yeah, like they're falling right. apart. Exactly. They're already yeah. light in the secondary. What kind of message are they, is LaFleur yeah. given here? LaFleur's lost control of the team. Up, right. Up, they're up by 30. Exactly. That game was over almost immediately, but that's, I I, I don't know. I, we saw them beat up on Detroit on Thanksgiving. That's That might not be a bad team. And it's also a fun team to root for if you are uh, aren't in love with Aaron Rodgers. Well, the Packers, if they beat the Bears, they're in. They're in. Yeah, I think you could make the case that should have been the Sunday night game with the way the Bears are playing and Fields is playing for his job. I think yeah, that's right. the probably the second best game of the entire weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe even that could have been like a Saturday night game. Mm-hmm. They killed the Vikings yesterday in Collinsworth. I don't know whether Collinsworth feels an obligation to push. <laughs> these like crappy games that NBC has been having or what he's doing, but he was going nuts about Jordan Love and the Packers. Mm. It was like, oh, Jordan Love. (laughs) The way he's playing right now, Mike, I'm not so sure he was doing all all that (laughs) stuff and you got to watch out for this Packers team. It's like, this Packers team is, first of all, they they barely beat the Panthers, like barely, probably should have lost. And then the two games before that, they lost both of those. And now they're beating this Minnesota team that basically lost because they started the worst starting quarterback we've seen all year and then just went in a tailspin. And he's telling us how dangerous the Packers are. And I'm like, this is absurd. The Packers are definitely not dangerous. I watched Carolina almost beat them last week. I'm fine with Packers dangerous stuff. I do worry. I do wonder about Collinsworth and like, because he has to, and I, I get it. Like, these, it's a long game, but these guys have to praise at least one of the quarterbacks, right? Yeah. Whether it's Romo or Collinsworth or it was two seventy teams, and he's yeah. like, oh. And what does he have listed under Jaron Hall's? Like, okay, I could say this. All right, well, yeah. he do, he did donate to the Salvation Army. Like, I don't. It's like oh, I'm yeah. not going to get to any of this because this guy can't complete a pass. Yeah. So what's on the other side? Oh my God. Wow. All right. So it's, it's Jordan, Jordan Love. Love. I have to go nuts. Yeah. He is so different than he was in that first Minnesota game, Mike. Um, <laughs> uh, the, yeah, the top but, button on his tuxedo might be a little too bad. <laughs> I'm not sure, Mike. Well, the guy who really deserves the praise, our guy, Justin Fields. 
yeah, who was awesome. Kevin O'Connor, when uh, when the Suns started making a run a few years ago, he started calling them the Bright Future Suns. Mm-hmm. We are officially in Bright Future Bears uh, mode because they have the number one pick next year. They're probably going to trade down and keep Fields, and mm-hmm. I would actually recommend that if I was their conciliary because there's no way you can tell me that. I know people like those two quarterbacks and maybe even Jaden Daniels if you throw him in. There's just no way you can tell me that they're definitively better than Fields. No. And if you're just trying to build the best team possible, the best bet is to trade down three, four spots, pick up more stuff, mm-hmm. take the best left tackle or Marvin Harrison Jr. And then you have even more stuff to whatever. And then just say, you know what? Fields is like, we watch football every week. Fields is at least in the top half of QBs now. I don't know if he's 12th or 15th or 10th or whatever, but that he was awesome in the game yesterday. I would keep him. I'm with you. I think we're probably contradicting whatever we said a month ago, but he is really... It's fine. He got better. He got better. And if the, you know, it's all that stuff, like who's going to get the fans excited? You're guaranteed to get the fans excited with Justin Fields. Maybe not with Daniels or May or any of these other guys. You got to, you got to keep him as a starting quarterback. The only thing I'll say is what, what took so long? Where was this in weeks like three to nine or something? You know what I mean? Like this could have been a playoff team and we're talking about them playing spoiler against the Packers this week. Yeah, they're seven and nine. Um, they lost to the Chargers on 10 29. Well, they had that Fields got hurt for like what, four weeks? That was the Tyson Badgett. Yeah. Was it that long? Yeah. Some or three or four weeks, something like that. But you look at uh it really started the turnaround starts with that Lions game um on November 19th, which they should have won and they lost. They beat the Vikings, they beat the Lions. Almost beat the Browns, should have mm-hmm. beat the Cardinals and killed the Falcons. Like those, there's no like terrible wins in those because even the Cardinals are like at least frisky. Right. So, and then you go back, like they lost to the Saints by seven. Really, their their last bad loss was the Chargers game. They lost the Chargers 30 to 13, but um it's and I'm looking like, at his games, they weren't too bad. So this will be his 13th game he's playing. You're right. So right. Um, against the Bucks, he wasn't great. Against the Chiefs, he was. That's when the Chiefs were kind of playing good defense. He wasn't uh, that good. But yeah, other than that, it's kind of been a, a steady incline. I mean, the only problem for them is they played so well that they had this scenario where they were looking at like two picks, two of the top seven yeah. first in the draft. So now they would be five. Now they have like the 11th pick. So the first and 11th. If they trade down. Let's say they trade down to, uh, I don't know, let's say they trade down to Washington. Washington gives them like, you know, another first and a second and 26, whatever. Mm-hmm. And they're just picking fourth. Right. And you just give them Harrison, who's probably the guy that, I mean, what they can't do is stay at one and not take one of the two QBs because the QBs exactly. are the most valuable. Yeah, they got to get rid of that pick. But I don't know if we'll see anything like this. I mean, that was a spectacular trade, which allowed them to just go out and win and compete and uh, still get the one pick. I had this written in my notes. I think it's now one of the five best trades of the last like 35 years Mm. to dump a number one pick in a draft where nobody even knew who the number one pick was. And as it turned out, Carolina got it wrong and they should take it strapped. But then to get um, the number one pick in the next year's draft, plus DJ Moore, plus they have another second, plus they got a starting left tackle out of it. I mean, Mm -hmm. that trade was... Everyone in Dallas fans, they talk about the Herschel Walker trade constantly. That trade's like way up there, especially if they're able to trade back from one and get more shit for it. 
Amazing. I agree. I mean, the Herschel Walker allowed us to win a Super Bowl. So let's pump the brakes a little bit. Your but team yeah. was ridiculous. You you were spending like more money than you and the I Niners did. were spending the most money in, in the league by it far. It opened up a lot of like, oh, we'll grab Deion Sanders. Oh, I'm we need this. this guy. All right. Well, Chicago poor. Let's uh-huh. see it. win a Super Bowl with the, all this trade cap. progress. Good. I'm happy for the Chicago people in my life, including Jason Goff, who's been hosting the Chicago podcast for us, mm. the full go. And the moment we launched it, the entire sports scene went in the tank. And now Kobe <laughs> White, Justin Fields, and now he's got stuff to talk about. Two more quick things. We got the uh, NFC South quagmire we deserved. We hated this division all year. I hedged. I didn't tell you this. What? But I, hedged, I hedged against our Saints bet yesterday. What a jerk. And now I'm just now now I'm gonna probably double lose the Saints bet that you hedged that in the made. game or you bet the Bucks to win the division. No, I bet uh, I bet against the Saints yesterday in the in the Tampa game. Oh, you're gonna get double screwed here. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna right? get double screwed. Yeah, I, there yeah. was no question it was gonna happen. Yeah. And I, the only thing I can think is if there's ever a scenario where there's gonna be a tie to make it even more confusing, this could <laughs> be the week because that's how annoying this division is. Um, last but not least, we got to talk about Belichick, but we'll take a break. This episode is supported by State Farm. If you've ever been in an accident and you're okay, but you know what happened, your first reaction is going to be, man, why did that happen? If you ever buy a new house or a new car or a new anything, there's this little rush you get when you're like, I did it. I made it happen. But really, the only words you need to remember are, like a good neighbor, State Farm. Is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to help choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer partner of the NBA. It's just what you need to sit back and enjoy the game and they're also getting fans closer to the game than ever. You can win exclusive NBA prizes like courtside seats, signed memorabilia, and more. I love Michelob because of how light it is. It's only 95 calories with 2.6 carbs. You know what the perfect time for Michelob Ultra is? A little doubleheader, a little NBA doubleheader. Right? First half of the first game. I don't know. West Coast time. That's usually about 5 o'clock, 5.30. Perfect time for a beer. You can do it. Grab a pack to enjoy today. Learn more and enter for your chance to win at com slash courtside, LDA, 21 and up. All right, coming back, Bill Belichick. I want him to come back, Sal. And I know, I know I've been flopping around on this a little bit. Mm-hmm. Not the wanting him to come back part as much as I wanted the Pats to be as bad as possible and tank the pick and maybe it's time, blah, blah, blah. I found myself rooting for them Good. in the Bills game yesterday. and. Because I thought Belichick was really locked in, really wanted it, and the players are playing hard for them. They have the worst skill position QB situation in either conference. Even the Chargers with Easton Stick, mm-hmm. at least they have like Austin Eckler, you know, and at least like Quentin Johnston was a number one pick. Like you go through all the teams, it is the worst, and they're hanging with Buffalo and they're trying to steal the game. And they've played really hard for him really since the, the, the Saints game was probably the low point of the season and the, the uh, Germany game. They have the worst kicker of all time. The worst kicker that the Pats have had in 30 years since Scott Missensisson, who he drafted in the fourth round pick. I want them to come back and they just need to have somebody else pick the players and do the signings and just say, hey, Belichick, 
nobody else is going to give you nobody else is going to give you carte blanche to just do everything anymore. You're you're hitting your mid seventies. You've just proven for the last six seven years free agency draft picks. Maybe you're getting a little long in the tooth on that stuff. But what you can do is be an awesome fucking football coach because we've just watched it the last six weeks with this garbage offense we had and you've stayed in all of these games. If he goes to Dallas, like let's say McCarthy flames out. Ooh. If he goes yeah. to Dallas, which Nora Princiati floated out on this pot a few weeks ago and it's been stuck in my head ever since, they're not going to let him pick the players. No. Like the Jones family is picking everything. So if he goes there, it's just a straight head coaching thing. Stay in New England. You're going to have a statue. We ha- we're going to have a top five pick. We're going to have a ton of cap money. Let us help you pick some of the players. And let's fucking do this. Break the record here. That's what I want the Pats to do. And that's where I've landed. I am with you. I don't know why I have to congratulate you on rooting for your own team. But congratulations. You're doing it. This is a guy who took you to six Super Bowls, whether it was him or Brady, whatever. You won six Super Bowls with him. He deserves to break the record in New England. And yeah. he does, he's done well with this ragtag garbage squad. You played you played close against how many playoff teams? Six? Oh, my you God. You played close We've... against the Eagles. You played close against the Dolphins. Um, you beat the Steelers who might make it. You played close against the Bills. Twice. You beat the Bills. Uh, lost to them a game you could have won. Um, you know, the Chiefs game was closer than 10 points. How, how many do we have to look at here? Uh, the last is... game that they got smoked in was on October 8th. The Saints beat them 34 nothing. Right. But if you go through Raiders by four, they lose, beat the Bills, lost the Dolphins by 14, but we're kind of like hanging around in that game for at least a little while. Lost the Commanders by three, lost to the Colts by four, lost to the Giants by three, hmm. Chargers six nothing, beat the Steelers, lost to the Chiefs by 10, but we're in that game and like I actually had a chance to steal it, beat the Broncos. Almost beat the Bills with four mm. turnovers and two missed kicks. Like they've been playing hard for this guy for two plus months. That's it. I really think if the players are still playing hard for you and he's not calling too vanilla an off- offense, like has the game passed him by? I, I would say no. I would uh, not with this roster. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Mark I don't think anyone could win yet. with the quarterbacks and running backs and receivers and tight right. ends that this team had. Like literally, there's no coach alive who could have been like, "Here are my ideas." Mm-hmm. So. The problem is he picked all of these players yeah. and he executed the blueprint for this team and the blueprint didn't work. And offensively, they're a disaster. So get some help. Bring mm-hmm. somebody in and and let's run it back. I don't want to see him. If he goes to the Chargers, you think, if you're the Chargers, would you let him do total control of the football franchise? No. Just go look on pro football reference at our drafts. We spent the 112th pick on the worst kicker in the league. Yeah. We spent two third round picks on two tight ends who play who caught a total of like one ball. We took Nikhil Harry. We took right. Sony Michelle over Nick Chubb. Like I could keep going for we took Cole Strange in the first round. I mm. keep going and going and going. He's just not good at that part anymore. That's fine. He's still an awesome football coach. Yeah. I'm with you. Uh, again, I'm not gonna congratulate you for coming around okay. on this. But 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 the big question is, is there a better situation out there if the idea is that he's not the gonna Cowboys. be able to the, the Cowboys, Cowboys is the, is a better situation. So if the Patriots it's, it's are not going to legacy work the player personnel angle, then he could do that anywhere, right? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, he's, he could say, yeah. I'll stay if you continue to let me pick the players. Otherwise, right. I'm going to go to Dallas. And then Kraft will say, well, I'm going to have to get something for that then. Right. All right I can't, he's I can't at least decide. The best okay thing that's that. happened for the Pats with this, other than the fact that they somehow still have a top three pick, is that Belichick has 
I think increased his trade value if he does, if they do decide this is a break. Definitely. You're just not, they're, they're not firing him. If they fired him, that'd be the <clears> stupidest <throat> fucking thing Kraft has done in 30 years. You He's had a Justin Fields-esque last month here, right? In terms L- of value. Last like seven weeks. All this right. team stinks. All right, calm down. Um, yeah, I'm with you. All right. Well, <laughs> would you trade your first round pick for him? What? The Cowboys McCarthy, first round pick? McCarthy flames out again? Would you trade no, a first round no. pick for Bill Belichick? No, we'll give you, uh, we'll trade you right straight up for McCarthy and we'll pay his, um, you know, his lunch tab the rest of the mm. year if you want. I don't think the Chargers would trade a first. And the other thing is that I think the Bears coach saved his job. Eberflus. Yeah, well, they said they're extending him or like, yeah, he's he, not in but jeopardy. But it, like, it's legitimate. Yeah. They're playing hard for that dude. Right. Like, I, that stuff matters. Like you can see this stuff, especially when... Yeah, the problem is you have to replace these guys, right? It's all, it's fun to fire anybody, but if there's not a yeah. better uh, candidate out there, you might as well stick with the guys. And, and like I said, if the team is not quit on them. All right, quickie questions before we get to guest lines. 2023's most devastating injury, Burrow, Rogers, oh. or Cousins? Uh, Give me the gold, silver, and bronze for those three. This is for the franchise or... uh, Just for for somebody's season. Most devastating. What changed the landscape of who could win the Super Bowl this year? Most devastating. For sports media, I think it's it's the Rodgers injury. But I think in terms of... uh, I'm just going to go by personally how much money I had on the Bengals when they started to come back with Burrow uh, to, to make the playoffs, to win the division, to win the Super Bowl. I would take the... I would say Burrow. Yeah, Burrow gets hurt in August yeah. and screws up their first month. And then he gets hurt for good four weeks later. And Browning was solid for them, but he's not Joe Burrow. Mm-hmm. Um, I would rank it Burrow, Cousins, Rogers because Ooh, Cousins second, huh? Yeah, because yeah, I, I think Minnesota had a good team. And with the time of the year that he got hurt and the roulette right. that they had to play at QB, but mm-hmm. they had weapons and they were in a crappier conference. Mm-hmm. From what we saw from the Jets and especially from their coaching, and just attention to detail. I don't think Rodgers makes a difference. I know that would maybe been so much maybe fun, they're though. like eight, nine, nine, and eight, but it's not. They are not a Super Bowl contender. No way. Uh, is Russell Wilson's career over? You think he starts next year for somebody? Because he's definitely getting waived. I think he does. I don't know where the what the ideal spot is for him. What I, I think they said on uh, no, these these places that have fake odds, like the Vikings were up there. It's funny you mentioned Cousins, but uh, is Cousins' contract up? Is that that must be what's going on here. Yeah. Uh, I feel like he signs a contract every 18 months. But um, yeah, I think Vikings, Atlanta, team like that, he'll end up. Oof. No? I, he feels New Orleans-ish to me. Right. Um, something Washington, south. Like something Washington, like stopgap Washington starter because they don't want to start their rookie QB that they draft right away. I could see right. that. I don't think he's a starting QB anymore. Really? And I don't know. I don't know if you'd want him as a backup, but you, you watched Sharon some good Hall clapping yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I just uh, it's weird because uh, you want to get on Sean Payton and the in the Denver the organization and everything. You don't want you don't want to you know tanking. God forbid. But the way they run their offense, and I know Russ's numbers were decent and compatible even at some point to Lamar's. Um, it's a lot of check down throws. It, it's not yeah. much difference with Stidham. It really isn't. Well, Javante Williams That's proving yet injury. again that the ACL is a two-year yeah. injury. Um, he just did not. He looked like a shell of himself this year. Mm-hmm. Their receivers, like their skill position guys are probably better than the Pats, but for the most part, um, 
they're in the bottom five, I think. So I'm not sure how much a QB would have been able to do. I think it's right. kind of amazing that they even got to 500. Yeah. I'm just going to ask, are we sure two is good? <laughs> I, I'm so down on Tua after yesterday. Killed me. Killed my bank account. There's moments where he looks like Scott Mitchell, where I feel like I'm watching Scott Mitchell and the Dolphins again. Mm-hmm. That's not a compliment. Um, where he just looks, he his maneuverability just isn't there. But then if you catch him in a game from five weeks ago or the highlights, he looks like the best quarterback you've ever seen. I don't know what to make of him anymore. I don't, I, you know, I had Phil Simms on. I think we discussed this and I was like, I remember him being a little more elusive. And maybe that's part of the game plan because all the concussions and everything else. Did he put on weight? Is he like bigger? Yeah, I because thought he, he put on weight. Yeah, doesn't he even try slower. to get out of the pocket. He doesn't no. do anything. Like, uh, and, and that that's a bummer. I thought he could help himself out. Wasn't winning that game yesterday, but uh, no, we're not sure on Tua. But I'm not even sure on Herbert either. I know it was always between the two of them, but I'm mm. backing off both at this point. Did Matt Patricia murder the Eagles, or were they already <laughs> dead? He helped it along. He might be getting some uh, unfair, uh, you know, blame for this, but. My God, that that's you shouldn't be able to run on that team like you did. If you go back to the Super Bowl when they Nick Foles mm-hmm. beat the Pats, Patricia's had, I think, one of the worst five year runs of any coach slash executive wow. we've ever seen. He gave up what forty five points to the Eagles in the Super Bowl to Nick Foles, who like never had another moment in the league. Right. And just from that point on, oof. Um is Carolina's owner, this is my last one, is Carolina's owner, David <laughs> Tepper, now that Snyder is out, the new worst owner in the league? It's funny. I had this jotted down. I used to do the Character of the Year Awards where I rank all our friends and the ridiculous things they it's did. The funniest, and have the funniest email of the year every Thank year. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I think he would win the Character of the Year. I mean, throwing drinks at fans. He threw drinks it's at amazing. fans yesterday. Really spectacular. And, uh, and and his team, you know, rewarded him by saying, no, make no doubt of question about it. We are the worst. Don't confuse matters. So this guy's I like I, They were one of my million dollar picks yesterday because Bryce sucked me in in the second yeah. half of that Packers game. I'm like, this dude's figuring out. He was so bad right. in the game yesterday. That was actually the worst game I've seen him play. There, there was a couple plays where there was one play where I think they were down like nine nothing. And it was like a third and five and he rolled out and he had time. And there was a, a like the backup running backs wide open, 15 yards down the field. Mm-hmm. And he just sailed it over his head out of bounds. And it was one of those like record, record screech. Oh my God, you're, you're just not playable. I actually thought they should have benched him. Like that's how bad he was. It was like, are they going to start the second half with Andy Dalton? But they're like, nope, just going to grind it through. He just, he just, he goes in these funks when you can see it where he's just, kind of unplayable. It's mm. weird. I, I don't want to write him off just yet because there have been players who've rebounded off of terrible first years and become, you know, competent, even really good quarterbacks. And there's offensive line is, is lousy uh for the most part this year. But it's it is glaring when CJ Beathard is out playing you, right? Is that yeah. even his name? Yeah. yeah. Poor Tepper. The new mm. worst owner in the league. I think Great. it's I think it's like even you can't say Jimmy Haslam and the Browns that are eleven and five. Well, and, and you Stephanski wanted to say it was a good hire. You wanted to say Ursay too. Like in the beginning of the year, if you put odds on worst owner, you know, now that Snyder's out, Ursay like, was like minus 300. Yeah, yeah, but the whole Jonathan Taylor nonsense and everything. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. All right, guess the lines. Week 18. 
we're changing the format around this time, different categories, and we'll oh. try to give you all of the uh, all. Well, I didn't know about this. Well, Did you tell I'd, baby I'd like doll. To, Did you I'd like to throw you off? Okay, all right. All right, first group of games, second seeds on the line. Oh. First one is Bills at Miami. The winner gets the two seed. If Miami loses, they're the six seed. And if Buffalo loses and Pittsburgh beats Baltimore, Buffalo is out. Just an incredible scenario. Wait, uh, hold on. Did you say Jacksonville too? Isn't Jacksonville part of that? Or no? Yeah, but Jacksonville would have to be Tennessee. I'm, I'm assuming that's happening. Right? All right. Well, everything's no? a few points. Yeah. Wait, yeah. so if, if Jackson, I'm now I'm confused. So if Jacksonville loses, Buffalo could get in anyway? I think so. Okay. I think so. I, I'll tell you this, and I don't know whether it was New Year's Eve and New Year's Day or what was going <laughs> on, but I did not read an awesome, and I looked, I looked on every website, I looked everywhere, like give me the definitive, every single thing that could happen for each team. Yeah. And as of nine o'clock this morning, I could not find it. So I had to <laughs> patch it together. Uh, I The internet really let us down today. Right. Bills at Miami. I have Bills minus two and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have Bills minus two and a half. Yeah. I had Bills minus one, which I think it kind of opened that. It shot up to three. So you get this one. Ooh. I think that's I think that's the right line. That's so weird, though. From I get what we it. saw from Miami last last. I don't think they can stop the Bills, mm-hmm. and I, the Bills aren't didn't even look that great, right? Uh, yeah, and they beat them up the first time, right? They just out physical them the first time these two played, yeah. and the Bills need it more, and it makes it, it makes sense. I should have gone higher than this. And the Dolphins, honestly, once they see they're not going to get it, they could start pulling players. They don't need another Bradley Chubb in there, you know. So if it looks bad or only if it's fourteen three. Don't be surprised if they give up on this. Well, if you're the Dolphins, so you'd get the sixth seed at that point. KC's already locked in the third seed. So if you're the Dolphins, you're like, we lose this game. Mm-hmm. We're going to KC in round yeah. one. And KC kind of sucks. Yeah, score 24 points. You're in it. Yeah. yeah. Can we throw in that team? Yes. Next uh, number two seed game. Well, there's two of them. Cowboys-Eagles. Cowboys against at Washington. If Dallas wins, they're the two seed. Eagles Nuts. at the Giants. If Philly wins and Dallas loses, Philly gets the two seed. I think we know how this is going to play out because you're going against Rowboat Run. Mm-hmm. Cowboys at Washington. I have Cowboys minus 13. Uh, we split it. I said 14, and it's 13 and a half. Mm. Uh, are you sure this is for the second pick? I would hate for this to be close. Are you sure they're not going to be competitive? Like they, if they lose, they're the they have the two pick, Washington. Or do we not know that? If Washington loses, they're the two seed because their strength of schedule will be harder than the Wingo Patriots. Even though Washington beat the Patriots, <laughs> so somehow the tiebreaker for who has the number two pick in the right. draft isn't. Oh, this team beat the mm-hmm. other team. They shouldn't get it. Yes. Yeah. Oh, their schedule was really hard. This is why you shouldn't have been rooting for the, the commanders against the Patriots. Didn't matter. No, you know who I blame? I blame Russell Wilson. What are you Because the Denver comes back, they tie the game, we go three and out. Oh, yeah. Denver yeah. has the ball. It's like just fucking go down and kick a field goal and let us let us have the season we're supposed to have. And instead, and then our, our kicker, who's been just an atrocity, ends yeah. up making a fifty four yarder and high right. altitude. God that was damn a good it. One. Eagles at the Giants. 
I like the Giants money line in this game. Hmm. Right? Because Dallas is going to be up 14 nothing. Mm-hmm. This stupid Eagles team, what do they care? And then the Giants with Tyrod, who Tyrod not playing behind Tommy DeVito for what, two extra weeks? Was that right. a top three dumbest thing we've seen this year? That's a Trubisky. That's similar to Trubisky. No, it's worse than Trubisky because we at least knew Tyrod Taylor was confident. DeVito wasn't confident. Right, right. I think they fell in love with the dumb storyline too much there in New Jersey. (laughs) Eagles at the Giants. I have Eagles minus seven and a half. That's exactly what I had. And I stand by it. I honestly do. But they only have it at five and a half. Oh, they put it in the Vegas zone. Well, what were they yesterday? Were they six and a half to the Rams? Like the rat, the Eagles need this more, theoretically. Yeah, but they're worried that as soon as Dallas yeah. is running away with the game, everybody gets benched on the Eagles. Right, right, right. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. God damn it, Pats are going to get the third. Well, the Pats might beat the Jets. We'll get that mm-hmm. later. All right, next grouping: AFC playoff spots on the line. Jags Titans. If the Jaguars win, they're the four seed. This is in Tennessee. Mm-hmm. I have Jacksonville minus six and a half. Wow. Wow. I had two. It's three and a half. Oh, wow. They don't like Jacksonville. They, the Vandal, Vegas, they don't like them. Well, I watched a lot of that Carolina game yesterday because I stupidly bet on it. And uh, or at least I watched the first half until it was clear that Carolina had no chance whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Jacksonville's defense was really good in that game. Josh Allen was awesome and feels like he's peaking at the perfect time. The other Josh Allen, right? Um, from what I saw from their defense, it made me rethink because I I thought like oh Vrabel spoiler, mm. the, but I don't know Jacksonville's D. I, that's a betting stay away from me. I'm not going near that game. So if they win there, the four seed, if they lose, they would have to have some help to even make the playoffs. Mm. Colts minus three against the Texans. This is our Saturday night game? This is Saturday night. Can I just yeah. say I'm happy, and this is what I would love the NFL to look like every week with the couple Saturday, six, 1 p.m. kickoffs, and then I think six, 4 p.m. kickoffs. Yesterday was disgusting. Now they had 10 early games. I couldn't red zone something with the Ravens, Dolphins. I, I couldn't. Everybody's got fantasy finals that they couldn't even watch. It's ridiculous. Players. There should Come have on. been more later games tomorrow. Get it together. Oh, or, or, and play another Saturday game. The Cowboys lines didn't have to be the only Saturday game. Like, just get it together at NFL. This is an easy one. Should we volunteer our services? Yes. I, I'll, we'll pay. I'll pay. I'll pay to do it as a consultant. It'd be ridiculous. Our ske- your schedule conciliaries, Bill and Sal. Yeah, it wasn't rocket science to have two or three Saturday games right. this weekend, as when everybody was off and there wasn't like a shitload to Especially watch. Especially now with bowl games that nobody's playing in. So, all right, don't worry about competing with that. Colts home for the Texans. Indy wins, Jags lose. Indy gets the four seed. Houston wins, Jags lose. Houston gets the four seed, and then they're both out if Jacksonville wins. Mm-hmm. It's a wrap unless uh, a lot of shit would have to happen. Well, they're both out for the division, you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but they could, yeah, okay. They could still nail the playoffs. Yeah, but they would need, they could potentially sneak into the playoffs if a whole bunch of other stuff right. happens. I have Colts minus three over the Texans. Yeah, you went a little high there. I got this exactly. I don't know how it could be anything other than one and a half. Colts fans. Oh, you tic-tac zoned it? Yeah, yeah. I thought that was easy. 
That's a lot to ask from the Texans to go in Andy. <laughs> think I about also, what Indy kind of Indy kind of Milton burled the Raiders game a little bit because I think oh they crushed everybody there yeah yeah that they, back, they that back door they, was terrible they did like just enough to win the Raiders yeah. killed me on the back door um, but I wonder like the Colts I think the Colts might actually just be better than the Texans they might it's not by much by the way that Raiders that Pierce I don't know if Pierce is going to get resigned but he's he punted these guys don't have to go every time on fourth and four from midfield but. Could, could you do it once? Could it, look, the Raiders weren't looking to score at all that game, but uh, the Colts might be just a smidge better. Steelers at the Ravens. Pittsburgh wins, Buffalo loses. I guess Jacksonville also wins. Pitt makes the playoffs. Um, if Pitt wins and Tennessee beats Jacksonville, Pittsburgh makes the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Baltimore is nothing to play for. They have everything locked up. I'm going to say Steelers minus three at Baltimore. Um, we split this. I said four. I thought whenever anybody's sitting, everybody, it's, it should be at least four. Uh, it's three and a half. So we split it. Mm. Okay, next category. Well, can, can I just say something? Another thing with Pittsburgh. What, what if, how many times have they played Lamar Jackson in the last four or five years? Like one out of eight. Like they get so lucky with this matchup, they're always, almost always going against. That's why the it feels like they're going to make the playoffs somehow. Maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe that it'll be just Tennessee beating Jacksonville, and right. all of a sudden Pittsburgh's in, right? And we get like Indianapolis as the four seed, and Pittsburgh is the seventh seed, and we're just like, what just happened? Mm-hmm. Cleveland going to Indianapolis, Pittsburgh going to, uh, I don't know, Miami. Um, NFC playoff spots on the line. A lot of home dogs this week. Yeah. Tampa at Carolina. Tampa gets a four seed with a win. Little Baker Mayfield, uh, revenge game, Carolina. He had right. a shitty month last month and they ended up releasing him. Um, I will say I'm a little scared of the Panthers at home. I think they've been a little frisky. <laughs> I'm not going to bet on it. I'm just, just pointing it out. Well, uh, Tepper throws drinks on all those fans to get no Right, Tepper could them. be hurling drinks at everybody. Yeah. Also very scared. Whatever this line ends up being, it will be a teaser for a lot of people. I, I'm just, there's red flags galore on this. You're trusting Baker Mayfield who looked like shit yesterday. Mm-hmm. Bucks minus six and a half I have at Carolina. I got this exactly. I'm not lying. Six, six is the line. Mm. And I am Sal, putting that in a teaser. I got, we got to do it. We got to do it. Sal, do not let yeah. me tease that. No, we got to do it. Don't let, I'm not teasing that game. We're doing it. We're doing it. Well, that's got to be my way, hedge anyway. Speaking of bets, we hit our big uh, our big boost before nice. the season. We had Kansas City, Philadelphia, and who was the third team? Uh, Kansas City, Philadelphia, and... Um, San Francisco. San Francisco. Yeah, 49ers. To make the playoffs. All, all make playoffs. little plus Fandor there. Fandor boosted it to plus 130. So yeah. this is the second year in a row we fit that for football. Yeah. I hit my one for basketball last year. I'm going for the basketball one. I... I have a little momentum on these future boosts. I like we it. We have to and name it. The moral is just listen to us for these big FanDuel boosts and then not ever again for the next 22 weeks. Well, we did, I don't think we had a good over-under. I haven't been afraid to look, but I we're probably around 500 for the over-unders. This is I'll the ju- worst year we've had in a while. There's this guy, Chris H., who sends this out, and I forgot to to tab this, so we, uh, we'll go over it next week. Yeah, yeah, we'll go over it next week. I yeah. feel like we're around 500, yeah. but we won the big boost, which is what we care about. Mm-hmm. For the NBA, I did... Um, Celtics over 50 wins. That's yeah. going to hit. 
mm-hmm. parlayed with OKC over 40 wins. Mm. I think that's going to hit. I wish I had gone 45 on that. And then the last piece of it is the Lakers, 45 plus wins. Oh. And the Lakers might fuck me and end my streak. Good. That'd I don't know if perfect. you saw them yesterday, but if you, yeah. if you don't think we're getting the LeBron is unhappy story from somebody <laughs> over the next 48 hours, LeBron <laughs> isn't sure he's going to stay. It's the LeBron is unhappy story is coming. I think you just started it. Yeah. Well, he's going to put, he's going to pressure them to do a big deal, whether mm-hmm. it's Zach Levine or whoever. Um, Saints Falcons winner gets a four seed with a Tampa Bay loss and both teams are out if Tampa Bay wins and mm-hmm. it is played in New Orleans. I have the Saints minus three and a half. All right. Yeah, you got it exactly. I said two and a half. That seems fair, but who the hell knows? This what a what a bizarre division. Nothing those are the those are the two zigzag teams this year, right? I don't know what to make of either of those teams. Falcons right. can't play two bad games or good games in a row. Mm-hmm. And the Saints, you catch them one day, they look like they all hate each other. Right. Catch them the next day, they're just lights out. I mean, they've blown out. Like, they blew out the Pats. They blew out Carolina yesterday. They have, like, blowout decisive yeah. wins. Yeah. And then they look like shit. And then you get excited about, oh, Heineke is better than Ritter. It's like, oh, yeah, well, it's still no, Heineke. Yeah, definitely no. not. Packers, Bears in Green Bay. Green Bay gets a wild card with a win now. Mm-hmm. And as you said, um, this is quite the story. This is the best game of the week. I think the Bears are being going to be going all out trying to win this. I think they want. I think they want Fields to. The other players seem like they love Fields and they want him to be the QB next year. I think Fields wants to stay, and this is a very dangerous spot for the Packers. I have Packers. So even though it's in Green Bay. I'm going to say Packers minus two and a half. That's exactly what I had. They bumped it up to three. Mm. I like the Bears. I almost, I might go the other way with this. I think Fields is such a lock to be quarterback. I'm going to almost sit him this game. Oh, try to get the draft pick? <laughs> yeah. Or, or if you're thinking of trading him, like what is this game going to do for Justin Fields right now? Like he's, he's kind of maxed out in terms of like. Like value? Like, yeah. I want to win it. I want to win it. I want to go eight and nine. Oh, that's true. Though they have that thing where they haven't beaten, right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They no, you got to you, you're you're shedding years. the Packers yeah. thing. Oh yeah, forgot about that. Okay. Last one with the playoff spot, uh, Seahawks. I can't believe this team is still alive. Mm. They're at Arizona. Another dangerous game. Seattle wins and Green Bay loses, and Seattle has a chance to get the seventh seed. Some other stuff has to happen. I have Seahawks minus three against Arizona. Seahawks minus three is exactly right. I went higher. I said four and a half, but I guess Arizona is considered on par with everybody now. It's funny. Gannon turned into a pretty good rookie head coach. Yeah. All the Eagles fans were laughing their asses off when somebody hired him. And meanwhile, their defense went to shit and Arizona's trending up. So I know they have seven win team with, with Kyla Murray, Arizona. Oh, they might've even been an eight win team. So weird. So here's my question for you. One of my big real life uh, future bets before the season was Arizona under four and, a half. four and a half wins. Oh, yeah. Seahawks minus three. What do I do? I don't trust the Seahawks at all. I do don't I, even think Do I just bet the cards? Yeah. I just bet the cards, right? Well, this is, we know this is just a fictitious conversation because you're not going to do anything. 
right? We're not, you're not going to. No, I think I am because I think they can beat the Seahawks. One of the things I was thinking was uh, I could tease them, Mm -hmm. you know, above the touchdown and try to get them over eight because I think this line's going to end up at Seahawks minus two and a half, would be my guess. Maybe even Seahawks minus two. So I could tease them or I could just bet the money line and, and either way I win. Right? Let me tell you what I would do in this situation. I probably wouldn't do anything, but I think I would tease them with the bucks. So don't do that. <laughs> so I mean, hedging two bets at once, what could go wrong? I can only tell you what not to do. <laughs> yeah, thanks. <laughs> I don't know what to do. Next category, top two draft pick on the line. Jets at Pats. Mm. Pats lock down a top three pick if they lose. There'll be at least three. And then if Washington miraculously beats Dallas, the Pats will climb to two. If the Pats just lose and Washington loses, the Pats will have the third pick in a two-quarterback draft unless mm. you can really get excited about Daniels, which don't think I won't. Um, I guarantee he's better than Billy Zappi. Then from a Jets standpoint, the Jets right now, don't sleep on this piece. The Jets are, are eighth right now. Mm-hmm. They're six and ten. And they'd be pretty much locked into that. But right behind them are the Giants at 5-11 and 11 and Tennessee at 5-11 and 11 and the Chargers at 5-11. and 11. So they're guaranteed a top eight pick at least and maybe even a whiff higher. And I'm sitting here thinking, well, the Pats, they should throw this game away. It could be Belichick's last Patriots game. They're not going to throw it away. The Jets have already doubled down on Robert Seven Kid Salah for reasons that remain unclear. And Joe Douglas, who's was an absolute disaster and could have signed Joe Flacco for three mm. months and didn't. Do the Jets have more tanking kind of kind of incentive for this game than the Pats do? Oh, yeah. I, listen, this, this is fun for you to talk about because all the NBA teams are tanking in the first week in December. But these teams want to win this game. The Patriots have won, what, 13 in a row against the Jets? If this is his swan song, Belichick, he doesn't want to lose this game to the New York Jets. And the Jets have to break this, this ridiculous get the monkey off their back. But I will say, as, as can, you were talking can I give about you it, what I want to happen? Wednesday yeah. announcement Bill Belichick will be returning as the 2024 Patriots coach. Okay. Then he'll and then like that's this win. Then, then we're, we're starting like Pop Douglas, a quarterback for week 18. Let's run the fucking wishbone and just try to tank it. You don't think he hates these Jets? I think there's a little animosity between these two teams, honestly. I mean, so he just in any lose. scenario wants to stick it to the yeah, Jets. Of course. Yeah. Well, if we win this game, if we win this game, we drop into the five, six, seven range. Mm-hmm. Not awesome. I will say, but, as you were talking like, about it, like, do they give Aaron Rodgers a gift and trade up to get like Marvin Harrison? Guy who's never even had a first round wide receiver. What? Isn't, up? The, isn't the receivers are absolutely loaded this year, yeah. right? It's yeah. not just Harrison. There's it, like it does a seem couple like more top year. 10 studs. Yeah. Very good. Washington It'd be funny if like the three. Jets took one of them instead of the offensive lineman they desperately need because right. they can't fucking block. Exactly. I have the Jets. Did we do this? Jets minus no. three over the Pats. Uh, we're going to split it. I said two. It's two and a half. I'm going to bet the Pats. I'm just going to buy the win. I'm betting the Pats money line. Just telling you now. Um, the, uh, another interesting thing about this, other than the, the huge 13 game winnings, whatever they have against them, the over-under is 31 and a half. Mm. We've not, you've never played in a game where I actually made a decision, guys. Um, Go ahead. I, uh, I'm done betting over unders. Really? Like one of my million dollar picks, I had two different bets tied to 
Dallas Detroit adjusted over under 41 and a half. Mm. And CD Lamb's straining for the touchdown to put the Cowboys up 14 to three early in the second quarter. Yeah. And fumbles uh, it out of bounds. And I'm like, I've I'm there's no way this game gets over 40. Yeah, that's then sucks. we get to four uh two point conversion gets backed up to the seven. Mm-hmm. And all Detroit has to do is just kick the PAT. Let's go into overtime 2020. We're now we're getting over. Now Dan Campbell's like, hold my beer. I'm gonna go for it on fourth and seven. <laughs> this is the dumbest thing you're gonna see. Uh, at least in 15 minutes, because McCarthy just trumped it. Um, I love it. I'll say that this it. is a, I hate over under. It's a it's an honorable resolution to have, but if you're in the same game parlay business, you can't you can't exclude over unders. You're just going to spend. An well, extra maybe they, 40 did minutes. you see that? Did you see about the lines that were that bumped over 50? And if you bet the under, it's like 37 and 23. It was something. Yeah. It's like 14 games over 500. Yeah. If see you just now you're back, shorted you it. Know. Yeah, yeah, you're back. Don't, Just do, the don't other do this side. to me. <laughs> Two categories left. Probably irrelevant. 49ers home for the Rams. Mm-hmm. Rams basically have locked down a six seed unless some crazy shit happens. Um, this is, we need a different word for the Niners. The situation there is it's not a tank game. It's like a whatever game. Because mm-hmm. they could be like, you know what? Fuck it. We're not going to play in round one. We're treating right. this like a real game. Let's beat the Rams. We hate the Rams. Yeah. Or they could be like, what are we doing? Let's rest everybody because Debo Samuel, they have a pretty brittle team. There's three guys that you just want to get to round two. I think I they're part, part, part-time lovers. These guys played a half a game. Wouldn't you think? Maybe, it would make sense. Yeah. 49ers minus three over the Rams is what I have. Yeah, you're going to get this. And I think we probably have like five left. You're probably going to win all these because I couldn't, I couldn't get a handle on this. I had two. It's four and a half right now. Yeah, and that's going to drop. Next one is Vikings at Detroit. So if Lions win and Dallas and Philly both lose, not probable. Detroit gets the two seed. Otherwise, they are the three seed. Minnesota is somehow alive. But all of the pieces today were so kind of flimsy that I couldn't figure out the 90 (laughs) things that have to happen. But somehow they are alive. Right. So I'm guessing the Seahawks would have to lose. The Packers would have to lose. Maybe the Bucks have to lose. I think they I, have I a tiebreak over Atlanta, and that's it at this point. And somehow the Falcons, I can't believe they're still alive. They're alive too. Anyway, Vikings at Detroit. I have Vikings minus three and a half at Detroit. You had Vikings minus three and a half? Yeah. Oh, all right. I get this. Well, I, I got to check this. Detroit's minus four and a half, and I had to pick them. Oh, all right. I screwed that up. Well, I, it, only because they're going to try to win because those other games are later, the Dallas and Philly game. So Detroit has every um, incentive to win. No, they really don't, though. Dallas isn't losing I to Washington. I, like, you could say, oh, we got to go, but come on. And does it matter if you're the two seed or the three seed? Who cares? Yeah, all right. But if Jaron Hall beats you, Dan Campbell, when you're trying, I want to hear a word out of you. I'm mailing that one in and the rest of my guys. Yeah. It's like, oh, Jameer Gibbs got hurt because we thought we had a 1% chance of the two seed if Washington mm-hmm. beats Dallas. Washington hasn't played well in six weeks. Washington's so going to beat Dallas. You guys actually need the game. Right. But so you That's think happening. if you're Dan Campbell, do you start number 68 or number 70 at quarterback? <laughs> and do you report? If I'm Dan Campbell, and be like, wait, why did we go for two from the seven yard <laughs> line? What happened? Was I, did I black out? 
We reported this in the Friday pre-production meeting. I don't get it. Bengals. Oh, our last category is uh, absolutely irrelevant. These three games are irrelevant. I would ban them from the red zone. Mm -hmm. I would not put them on the YouTube multi-view. I would not have options for them. Like these games can all go to hell. Relevant for us because it's uh, 9-9. Okay. Oh, and maybe relevant for NFL futures too. Yeah, right. Uh, Bengals home for the Browns. Mm-hmm. Browns have clinched the five seed. Cincy is out. If Cincy and Denver win week 18, we'd have 11 winning AFC teams. Wow. Out of 16. That's just stupid. I have uh, Bengals minus two and a half over the Browns. All right. I edge out here. I said three. It's four and a half. Oh, my God. I believe. Chiefs home for the Chargers. Chiefs are locked in to the uh, three seed. I have the Chiefs five and a half Vegas zone over the Chargers. I had three. Chargers minus one and a half. Come on. So you beat me. I think I won. That's it. God damn it. Yeah, that was easy. The Charger? Why are the Chargers favored? What are they playing for? Two words. Easton Stick. It's the dumbest thing. Like, that coach isn't coming back. Wait well, a second. This doesn't just, make there's, sense. It's, so. it's starters against backups. Up. That's all. It's not Mahomes. The Chargers, no Mahomes. Are, they're, they would have the fifth pick right now. And if the stupid Pats win... Or Arizona wins, they could be they could get up to like the third pick. But what would it be with Mahomes? Like if this was like a everybody's playing, nobody's going to play for the Chiefs. I know, so he's probably worth like six points, seven points. But the Chargers don't care either. All right, that's stupid. Last one: Raiders, Broncos. It's in Vegas. This is an Antonio Pierce mm-hmm. save your job game. Uh, newsflash, Antonio, you're not getting that job. Um, <laughs> I have Raiders minus two and a half. You get that exactly. Congratulations. You ended on a on an exact pick there. So um, but you lose. You lose the week. And I'm up ten nine. I'm up seven Congra- six five through uh, eighteen weeks. Yeah. Con- congratulations. Let's you don't think he gets that job, huh? Well, I just uh, I, I, I don't. Just, I do not. I, he's paying he's paying a lot of ex coaches though. So if he's not signing Harbaugh, it's just gonna be another Antonio Pierce type. I don't think I he think. cares. Really? All right. I think he's. I think he's making a lot of money having a team in Vegas. Yeah, and I think, I think, uh, where does Jim Harbaugh go? Because Jim Harbaugh is clearly coming back to the NFL. I would, I would. Wouldn't you bet on that? Yeah, I think so. I just don't know which owners are going to open the the per. Like, who's on the Chargers are cheap, right? Your team won't. The no. Bears are out. Mm. It's got to be Vegas. Tepper would be fun. Go to Tepper. Carolina. Oh, that's good. Tepper and Harbaugh, the villains. Start wearing black hats. I love it. Dressing like Yellowstone villains. Attacking the fans, stealing signs. Great. Let's take a break. We'll do Paracord. This episode is brought to you by Verbo. You know, it is already stressful enough to deal with airports, delayed flights, bad weather. You want your actual where you're staying experience to be perfect, to be lights out. You don't want to have to worry about anything. When you book a vacation rental, you want to know exactly what you're paying ahead of time. The stress of getting hit with unexpected cleaning fees after your stay, that can immediately cancel out all the great time you just spent unwinding. Thankfully, when you book with Verbo, you can see the total price upfront. There are no unpleasant surprises and the savings do not stop there, my friends. 
When you book with Verbo, you earn 2% cash back toward your next vacation through the One Key Rewards program, letting your money do the work for you while you've got your feet up. So while other vacation rentals can feel like a roll of the dice, relax knowing you booked a Verbo. Book your next private vacation rental in the Verbo app. This episode is brought to you by Burger King, which has the greatest commercial song I think I've ever heard. The ultimate hunger hack has arrived, my friends. BK's Royal Crispy Wraps. Choose from four bold flavors, classic, spicy, honey mustard, and the new, drumroll please, fiery buffalo. Oh yeah, I'm getting that one. They're only, only just $2.99 each because at BK, have it your way, you roll. Try Royal Crispy Wraps at Burger King, $2.99 each. Price and participation vary, U.S. only. All right, Parent Corner, New Year's edition. What do you got? All right, so um, I, look, I don't get to make a lot of calls with this family Christmas, New Year's week, but I, I did. A lot of people were seeing Iron Claw, and they, I was getting reviews on it. I'm like, mm. I want to take the family to see this. Let's right. do this. We Good had family movie. There's only four <laughs> well, suicides. We had time to kill. There was a 4:30 <laughs> showing of Iron Claw the other day, so um, we take uh, my in-laws and it's a movie have, about brotherhood. They have two daughters. I was like, all right, so, you know, 17 year old that they'll like to see Zac Efron with his shirt off. I got my boys, right? Three brothers seeing it. We have my wife's. Um, uh, stepmother and father who's, uh, you know, battling dementia. I was like, this is perfect. Perfect movie. Really, really great. And we're watching. Uh, There's like 11 of us. And uh, I have to say, it's rated R. Probably not supposed to have a nine-year-old in the theater. Just turned 10 like two days after. Yeah, there's like a car sex scene. Yeah, there's a lot. And the older brother, Archie did a good job covering... Harrison's eyes when uh, David Von Erich is jerking off in the shower and yeah. when Kevin is uh, having sex in the car with his wife. So yeah. the, wife, the wife is delighted, by the way, looking at me, right. stare, giving me the stink eye through those scenes. But uh, Archie did a good job like uh, keeping him occupied. I don't even know what he good was Good job by about. Archie. Good job, Archie. Um, meanwhile, it's an hour and a half in and the movie is very dark. And I'm like, I, only I know this. I'm like, holy shit. They still have to kill off three brothers. This is going to be bad, you know. And um, and so they did. And my like my middle son is like really starting to get like upset by it. I don't even think he sits through a lot of movies. And this was like yeah. one. And uh, we get out of that theater, and like everyone's like, "Why the hell did you do that to us?" <laughs> like they're all like to a person. Everybody's like, "Like I brought them to a clan rally or something." Like, what's what's the matter with you? I'm like, "Oh, it was good though, wasn't it?" It's like. I don't even know. Nobody could even tell me if they thought it was good or the acting was good. Like that was so horrible. And you knowing this, like you knew the storyline. Now I'm like, well, maybe I should lie and say I only knew that one brother like killed himself. Yeah, they know you're a big wrestling fan. I I, I knew it. And as a matter of fact, there was another brother, and they didn't even portray him in there. That kid, they're like, yeah, you're you're a dirtbag. They're basically looking at me. So that's it. I won Father of the Year for uh, 2023. I got it in. You left out the part the that the big theme was like these brothers that it goes sideways. Right. Meanwhile, you have a family of three brothers. Yes, I took a picture of them in front of the movie, the, the marquee there. And uh, yeah, like they the were, next Von Erics. No, no, wait, I don't mean that. They were bummed out. And I told them, I said, one of you three is going to bring me the title. And we're going <laughs> to flip a coin right now to see <laughs> who should- it is. You should rank your sons each week like Fritz right. did. Like, Carrie's my, my favorite. favorite three this week. 
Cherry's my Harrison, favorite. Number that's one. Change. <laughs> Would that have been different? I know you saw that movie. And the one thing yeah. that surprised me is Kerry Von Erich was like a champion discus thrower, right? And was headed to well, the Olympics. They, I think a lot of that. No, uh, a little that bit. was, that was uh, really? uh, some liberties were taken. There oh. was a lot of based on a true story. And that was one of them. I see. Okay. Because I was going to make the assumption that Jimmy Carter is responsible for the Von Erich deaths, but <laughs> no. boycotting the Olympics, but not, not the case. My you like it? She would. Yeah, I liked it. I took Ben. He was he didn't know any of the story and was just mostly confused by how tragic it was. Meanwhile, they cut out the six brother. But right, um, I told you this. I I just the more I think about it, I just can't believe they had the little dude from the Bears, Carrie Von Eric. I thought that was one of the weirdest casting decisions I've ever yeah. seen in my life. Carrie Von Eric was huge. Like he was at least the size of the Rock. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like if you it was like if you had the Rob Gronkowski story yeah. and it was like played by the guy from the bear. It was like people would be like, this is ridiculous. This guy's five seven. It's interesting. So I don't it, and you could say, well, they wanted an awesome actor for that role. I don't think they were asking a lot from mm-hmm. Carrie in the movie. He was like the strong silent type. I, I I just thought that was super weird. I didn't get it. They were small, even Efron's not tall, right? David Von no. Eric was what, like six eight? In the in real life, yeah, he was six seven in real life, and like so they, then part that, they were like these strapping huge dudes. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I, I don't know. Every time they showed him with the brothers, I got taken out of it because it's like Carrie was this larger than life dude. I watched the Von Erics, right? Yeah, just, some of the basketball movies do a better job of matching that up. I, I look, he had long hair. The, the actor's hot. I mean, career wise, he's hot, and he could. Uh, Build up I get his it. Up, upper body to, to yeah. look like Carrie. But I mean, yeah, he wasn't even guy. he wasn't even as tall as Carrie when he had the foot. Like he didn't have the foot. I don't know. Whatever. I mean, our guy Stephen Stephen Amell is right there. Oh, right. Just put a exactly. wig on him and he's ready to go. He's yeah. ready to go in the wrestling training. Maybe he could um, do the sequel. <laughs> all right, for my parent corner. Um, so my daughter's boyfriend came to visit us. You may remember she had the high school boyfriend. Now there's, you know, she's like college. I'm just going to play side. Ends up with a boyfriend like six weeks. Really nice kid. Good kid. Um, you met him last night. Mm-hmm. He's, uh, he's from Miami. And a couple things happened yesterday that I really enjoyed. Um, one was I got to watch the Ravens Dolphins game with him, which he thought it was like, he, we're going to hang out, watch the whole game within an hour. Plus you knew it was over. Right. Mm-hmm. And, He's a big Dolphins fan. Um, got to the point where they're going to the farmer's market and Zoe's, Zoe comes down. She's mad. He's watching football with me. I'm like, welcome to, welcome to the rest of your life. If you know, she's just like, really? You're going to watch football? It's like, it's my favorite team. So we got to do that whole thing. And then he makes a really smart decision. It's pretty clear they're not going to win the game at halftime. Leaves the game and goes to the farmer's market mm. with, uh, my wife and my daughter. So I was like, all right, this kid's kind of savvy, but, um, but a good kid, but he is from Miami. So he got me a Christmas gift. And again, really nice kid. He was all excited about it and gets me a Christmas gift. And this is the Christmas gift. Oh no. (laughs) I'm holding up a heat hat. (laughs) So he gives me a heat hat. He's a big heat fan. Right. Um, Gave me a heat hat. Funny gift. But at the same time, now I'm like, dude, like, what if this gets super serious? Do I want my daughter to marry a Heat fan? Like, I I hate the Heat. <laughs> this is was this because I had always told her like you'll never root for the Lakers. You're never dating a real Laker fan, and I right. banged that. I even wrote a piece about when I uh, back when my figures worked for ESPN. I wrote this piece called "The Color Purple," 
about how I brainwashed her to hate the Lakers and hate Mm -hmm. the color purple. And I used to make up things about the Lakers and purple and Kobe Bryant just to get her. And it works. She hates the Lakers. Mm -hmm. But now she's dating a Heat fan. Right. I I don't don't know. Do I root for this? First of all, completely, he's in on the joke buying the hat, right? He doesn't expect you to wear the hat. It was funny. It was actually like a very funny move. I admired it. I like that. Good Funny. You're all right. Is that a top? I know you hate him, but that's a top three Laker, uh, Celtics rivalry. It is now. I think it's our number one rival right now. Is it? Other than, I mean, it's the Lakers and the Heat, I would say, are our top It's always tip. Lakers. I guess Heat's second. Oh, yeah. No, he's a good dude. And I, I don't know. Um, did he, pe- what about the rooting part of the rooting when, he, when that game was a game? Like that could go either way, too. It's a risky thing sitting down with you watching a game, right? Yeah, I liked how he handled himself. I'm going to give him a thumbs up. Like he, he wasn't like trying too hard. He was just, and he and he clearly followed. So I was like, he he checked a lot of boxes. He wasn't like throwing shit, team. but he was knowledgeable. No. Yeah. And then took off at halftime. I don't love that he abandoned his team. I know. Uh, well, no, he watched it on his phone, which I think I he was see. like, I can get away. And, if it, and I'm going to come back if they come back. But yeah, yeah. you yeah. know, I mean, uh, you know, he came to visit for five days. Right. Um, and my daughter, like it was just funny. I thought I raised her better than to do the <laughs> stink eyes during Sunday football, but I'll have to work on that over the next thing. <laughs> How anyway, many tickets uh, do you have to have to Celtics Heat before he's invited? That's the thing. Like he, she's definitely taking him to a Celtic game, but I right. didn't realize he was a Heat fan. So I think I'm going to ban him from the home Celtic games. She's just going to have to go with other people. Yeah. I think that's fair. Yeah, yeah. They're going to Heat Clippers tonight. Oh, okay. And, uh, that's that I fully condone because, as you know, at the heart and Clippers, it's really hard for me to root for them. So anyway, right? Uh, yeah, my daughter's. I like that. Hey, good fan. kid. Welcome like to twenty twenty four. Good job by you, Zoe. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, any plugs for the week? That's it. Against the odds, couple times this week. Podcasts getting good with these playoff scenarios. Sim, it's uh, cousin Sal's winning weekend. Friday morning, Fanduel TV and the Ringer Wise Guys. What a fun time we have. On oh Sundays, yeah, right there. That show is really, TV. really good, and we're gonna be doing it in person. Yeah, in uh, in two weekends. Right, Joe House will be here in LA. Raheem's coming. JJ's coming. If we can get him through customs, <laughs> and uh, and even Jacko is gonna come out just to hang for. The oh, weekend. that's good. So that's yeah, fun. so we're, yeah. Look, they're already talking about golf. Fun. We got to get them off this golf thing. I'm like, you're not missing any games for this golf bullshit. Yeah, House told me, JJ said, House, are we bringing our sticks? And it's yeah, like, they're bringing their what sticks. What do you mean your sticks? I mean, you better not. Dickens. I'm going to hit you with them if you do. We got, well, we got a lot of football to watch. <laughs> Bring your stomachs. That's right. Um, all right, cuz. Happy New Year. Good job by you. Happy New Year by you. All right, that's it for the podcast. Thanks to Kyle Creighton and Steve Cerruti. Thanks to Cousin Sal. Don't forget, our next podcast will be uh, Wednesday probably Wednesday afternoon ET it will be posted and then new rewatchables going up um, later tonight so happy new year hope you had a great weekend and I will see you on Wednesday
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino, LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Kentucky, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Tennessee, and Virginia. You can call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. Call 1-888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland, 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050 for 24-7 support in Massachusetts or Call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. 